this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I ask so do is to like this So for all those things nostalgic I ask so do is to like this Okay. Just realizing, actually, it's going to be way harder to cut stuff out. So, so don't, no mistakes. So, yeah, don't say anything that we're not supposed to. Okay. Yeah, no mistakes. Hello and welcome to episode 85? Um, I've had so much time to check, but I haven't. Uh, so do we still like this. I am joined remotely for the first time. Well, no, it's your, like, 50th time. <laughs> the first time we've done this remotely rob's here yes i am we except not no are we the uh the social distancing podcast of 2020 uh probably not uh. <laughs> i've heard of some podcasts who are doing it like, who are releasing episodes every day right but did they did they say happening. it if they haven't made that claim i guess hmm. yeah that's true if we just put the flag down mm-hmm. then it's official so i guess yeah yeah uh we're recording this uh, at 10.45 in the morning on the day it goes up. That would be unwise. Which is kind of weird, because... <laughs> what? That would be an unwise thing to do. Yeah, so some of you are going to hear this, and you know you can know that this is what we were doing just a few mere hours ago. It's almost like doing it live. Almost. I forgot it's like we one did. step away from doing it live. I forgot we did that once. We did. Hmm. Oh, so long ago. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're going to keep going with happier podcast topics. And what is a happier podcast topic other than 1994's Christopher Lloyd non-Back to the Future classic, Camp Nowhere? I assume, I believe, you had never heard of this movie prior to me saying we were going to do Camp Nowhere. I, I had not, no. No familiarity with this at all. Okay, so this one has been on the list for a while, I think. Um... I have been watching this one since 1994. Uh, it was one of those ones, I don't know if I've ever talked about this phenomenon, where back in 1994, owning movies was not that easy. Yes, you could tape them off the movie network, but if to own a VHS copy, which even at age 10, you know, I had to have it in my hands. <laughs> Just taping it off TV wasn't the same. Uh, it was tricky because they didn't come out to buy. You had to wait and find a used copy, or sometimes after a few months after it hit rental, You'd be able to find a copy. So I used to just rent this movie all the time until finally I could own it on VHS. And then eventually it upgraded to DVD. And eventually it upgraded to Blu-ray. And then they released a special edition Blu-ray a couple years ago. So I got that. And then I got two copies of Camp Nowhere on Blu-ray. And then I sold the first one eerily easily. Because there's such high demand for it. Uh, and that's my backstory. I used to watch this movie a lot. It's, it's really strange to me that you saw this so much and it just literally wasn't on my radar when probably all of the Disney-affiliated movies at the time were on my radar. It's so strange. Well, it's Disney-affiliated in that it's that Hollywood Pictures branch. Right, okay. So you you should have been as aware of this movie as you should have been of My Father the Hero. Okay. Or... <laughs> I mean, that's for some reason the only example that leapt out. It, it's another one that I have no idea what it is, so I accept your point based on that one title alone. Yeah, no one get too excited. There will never be a My Father the Hero episode. <laughs> that was never good. So even Disney Plus wasn't sure that this movie existed, because when I searched it, I had real trouble getting it to come up in the search. Oh. Yeah. It had it had, what was it had about four different movies that had camp in there that weren't camp nowhere, and then lots of unrelated things. And I was just like, "What is going on here?" So I had to just browse until I found it. Oh wait, they do those like camp rock movies or whatever, don't they? Maybe. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that's too bad that they would try to bury this. <laughs> it deserves to be at the forefront. The plot of Camp Nowhere, for a few of you who don't know, is very simple. In a way. <laughs> uh, a group of kids who I think are supposed to be, what, 12, 13? 
Are they in high school yet, or are they going into I think high school? They must be going into high school. I, yeah, I don't know. The way to... that they're talking, they're talking about dropping out already. Uh, no, maybe they are high school. They're definitely younger than 15, because the punk Zach has a line at one point about being able to drive in Tijuana when you're 15. Right. Because he's going to drop out and go to Tijuana, I guess. Um, they are all going to be sent to camp, which immediately is like, I don't think I know a single person in not only my friend group from back then, but my surrounding group who went to camp, let alone everyone in a group all being sent to separate camps. But Okay, that's good to know, because I assumed that a whole few people over here did go to camp at some point or another. I couldn't tell you one person I know. Okay, excellent. And from even a couple people removed. My wife, my wife to, worked to, at went summer, to summer camps camp. a couple of times when she was in her like early teens. Who did? My wife. Ah, yeah. what kind of camp? It, just one in the city, like an RA camp or whatever. Uh, okay, I mean, at this point, I'd also probably already seen Friday the Thirteenth, so I knew what happened at camps, <laughs> uh, and I wanted no part of that. Yeah, so they that's, all... that's why uh, that's why Melissa can't watch horror movies because it just brings back those memories of her time working at camp. Oh yeah, from a, oh, you know, I assume it happened at least once at every single camp ever. That like, oh yeah, well there was one massacre, but for, you know, for a camp that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But and then it's but but Camp Nowhere. When you pitched this title to me, I figured this had to be a horror movie as well. That that was a that was a fun text exchange <laughs> when you were like I think you're like oh I guess Melissa won't be joining me on this one I was like dude this is a G rated family film from the early to mid nineties you'll be fine <laughs> did she join you wait no for this no for this she did not oh to watch the actual movie yes sorry I thought you meant okay. is she here is she about to pop uh, up with her opinions no um, I mean if there was ever a time for her to be on the show I know right. No, she's nearby. I assume, right? Yeah, next room. Okay, go get her. It's not happening. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just gonna waste three minutes of both of our time for no, no good reason. Uh, we'll get her. If there was ever a time that we'll get her, we'll get her. But yeah, I knew, week, from, I knew from I knew from the opening thirty seconds of the film that I wanted her to watch it with me. Is the opening thirty seconds the original theme to Camp? Oh, Miller? okay. Let's let's get past the first minute and a half of opening credits with no visuals. <laughs> That's yeah. not what I'm referring to. There's some visuals. The <laughs> font is silly looking. Um, what? Wait, what was the first? Oh, the isn't this just the computer camp pitch? Yeah, yeah. I really thought that this was going to be way more naked gun slapstick style, but for kids, because it pans out from the TV as the dad is giving the voiceover to the TV shot, and I was like, oh, I'm going to love this. This is going to be brilliant. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really stick with that tone. No, not at all. <laughs> um, right, the plot of... Yeah, my wife did not join me on this because she uh, she said, didn't we just watch it not that long ago? No, I'm good. I remember it too well. Yeah. So I watched it alone upstairs. <laughs> uh so these four kids you got one going to computer camp one going to military camp one going to fat camp and one going to broadway camp or acting yeah, camp yeah. Uh, because their parents are all pressuring them to follow in their footsteps which you think is going to be more of a theme in the movie than it really is but um the kids very quickly decide and execute on a plan to take the money the parents are going to pay for the camp and rent their own camp using the help of an out-of-work drama teacher that the main kid, Morris, sees at a cheese stand in the mall? Yeah, and that scene was weird, because, I mean, I guess the implication is that he's figuring out this plan to have a camp with an adult while he sees this guy selling cheese, but it looks like for 30 seconds he falls in love with this guy in the mall. It is a weird scene. (laughs) Because Christopher Lloyd is doing this shtick where he's selling cheese and fish. I'm not clear where he's supposed to be working in a mall that sells cheese and fish. That just has big fish right there in the mall. I figured he had like a pop-up stand of his own. <laughs> now it feels like he's... And he's known as the cheese guy later when he is referred to. So this is a thing. He just yells about selling cheese. And Morris is watching and like, ah, uh, I wish I could be this i don't know he's just has this weird longing Mm -hmm. look and a part where he hasn't figured out this is the guy it would make more sense if they had the plan and they were like we need someone who's gonna help us and then he saw that and was like this is perfect but they haven't made that connection yet so yeah he's just watching this 
grown man yell about fish with this weird like Ah. Yeah, he like looks back at him from the escalator twice. <laughs> yeah, and Christopher Lloyd gives him a little like, "Oh, I understand." Wave like, "Oh, I get it, man." Do you think they made a side a side movie that was like Lolita? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I would definitely watch that. <laughs> Wait a minute, why is the camp nowhere side cool rated R? <laughs> So they, uh, they, yeah, they get him. To, they, they basically blackmail uh, Christopher Lloyd into going along with this plan because they find out that he is in debt for this car he bought in the seventies and never made payments on, and this loan shark, not a loan. What's the term? He's he bought the debt and is trying to collect on it. Debt yeah. collector, I yeah. guess, is trying to get the payments before he retires. So they happen to see this. Lots of this happens to happen moments to bring everyone together. They happen to see. Or happened to be at his trailer when the guy shows up to get the money. So they're like, oh, we can call this guy and get you thrown in jail if you don't pretend to be four different camp representatives, trick our parents, get the money. And then this is like a Reindeer Games-esque <laughs> level of... It's true. They also managed to guess that the debt collector might identify him by his car. So they steal his car and move it. Yep. Because he only reveals he's there for the car payments maybe 60 real-world seconds before <laughs> the kids who overhear this get into the barn, steal the car, drive it away. They're 10 feet away. <laughs> and they're driving a 70s gremlin, so you assume that thing's not going to start and drive whisper quiet. Yeah. In fact, I'm pretty sure when they pull up and reveal they stole the car out of the barn, it's clunking and making all kinds <laughs> of, like, backfire noises. Yep. So these kids and their minority report precog levels of anticipating events <laughs> manage to line up all of the pieces perfectly. They also trick uh, Burgess Meredith into selling them or renting them the land. But where the plan, I guess, backfires is they tell... Wait, how does it work? They tell one guy that it's happening? Oh no, he figures it out. Mm-hmm. That they're going, that he, like, the Morris's friend figures out that he has told him, I'm going to a camp that doesn't exist. And he told one person, and she told everybody. So now they're all going. They have a group of about 20 people instead of their initial four. Which, which Where is, I... it is kind of how these things would work. <laughs> oh, definitely. Again, their plan relied on, and I guess this is pre internet, just nobody figuring out that, hang on, they all said they're going to a camp that isn't real for an eight-week span of time. (laughs) But what I don't get is what lies did those other kids tell? That's a very good point. Because it makes it, at the end, spoilers, they all have to fake a parent's day. For the four camps, which means all of those other kids had to choose one of those four camps to lie to their parents about attending. Also hope, like, how did they get the money to go to these fake camps without Christopher Lloyd pretending to be all these fake representatives? Hmm. Well, maybe their parents weren't pushing them to go to camp, but then when they expressed a desire, the parents felt guilty and were like, we should probably cough up for this. But it's one-third of a graduating class who are all going to camp. (laughs) One of them wouldn't have been able to make it. The pieces of this plan would have fallen apart immediately once all of these other kids join in. Also, I appreciate now, I'm just realizing, they reveal that they know by all walking up as a group to the main kid's (laughs) house. How did they organize that? (laughs) Well, I mean, it, it spread by word of mouth. You just said there was no internet. So as each new kid found out, they just followed the pack. I guess. That's the side quill I want to see. <laughs> well, I guess that would be the sort of prequel. I want to see the stories of how did 20 other kids trick their parents into giving them thousands of dollars to go to a camp that they, until earlier today, had never heard of and had no intention of sending their child to. Well, at least the four random kids look like they might benefit from Fat Camp, as opposed to the kid that was being forced to go there who was skinnier than me. Yeah, which is another thread they didn't really get into. No. Like, there's a darker story to tell there about a mom pressuring her daughter into losing weight when she's already in 
absolutely healthy conditions. Definitely. The military one I get, the computer one I get, the acting one I get. It's all parental pressure to like, we're this is what we do. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the whole plan makes no sense. And the rest of the movie is largely them trying to keep the lie intact as things start to spiral more and more out of control. And again, the Reindeer Games analogy continues of there are so many things that could and do go wrong that should send everything. Yeah. I mean, like, there, there are ha- so many more things that, that could go wrong but didn't go wrong that should have gone wrong on day one. <laughs> Example. Example. They get there and go, oh, oh, we have to make food for ourselves. I'm going home. I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, there would Where be at they least get the four supplies? kids that just, like, started crying and wanted to go home. Yeah. Yeah, they have they they roll in with no supplies. It never shows them buying food, getting food, acquiring. I guess they go grocery shopping in one scene, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look like they're buying that much. And then that just turns into hijinks because one of the the punk kid Andrew Keegan from uh, also Ten Things I Hate About You, where he played the asshole Joey, plays. I will give them credit for his character. He's the school tough kid, but he's actually friends with the nerd. He just has to put on a front. Mm. So that was kind of a neat twist on that. It it was, and but it, I think I feel like the the twist came too soon. Yeah, it's the first scene with them together. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we never really see them getting food. Also, what I didn't quite understand is, uh, pretty early on they find out that the main kid Morris, for some reason they call him Mud. I don't know if that's ever established why. <laughs> um, he reveals that he has he's holding on to all of the money that they paid the parents paid but how did it get to him yeah they must have all put it in their kids hands and then their kids just handed it over to him instead of whoever they said they were giving it to but they're all surprised that he has the money that's true so where did money mud money mud and he's legit scared (laughs) They all hold flashlights up to the, under their faces and just start chanting money mud until he, through no organizational system, just opens like opens his hands full of cash and they all just take whatever. I was saying to Melissa that it would have been great at that point in the movie had it gone one of two ways. Either Lord of the Flies light or just a full-on slasher flick. <laughs> it's yeah, like you've got these kids un- in this dumb situation that they've created for themselves. Let's see them all get picked off by a serial killer. That would have been a very interesting Camp Nowhere third act twist. <laughs> Who would the killer have been in that one, do you think? Becky Stoller, probably? <laughs> I guess. No, it would be somebody... Yeah, I don't know. Who would be the least expected person? I'd like it to be those those demonic twins, actually. That would have been cool. The twins who want to kill oh, grandma. Oh, yeah, the ones who are playing a video game and make a decision on what to do based on what would kill their grandma mm-hmm. in real life. Yeah, it would have been good just to see them spiral out of control. It, basically, a lot of the flies. That's all I wanted to see. <laughs> yeah, and like, there's a little bit of what would happen if you put... But for the most part, they're weirdly responsible. Mm-hmm. Weirdly responsible. Like the there's no real was... conflict. Yeah. It's like the movie was too scared to go too far in a Lord of the Flies mm-hmm. chaos direction outside of one part where mud gets injured because they're playing with fireworks on the 4th of july but all that really does is help introduce a love interest for the christopher lloyd character to give him something yeah, to do. much needed <laughs> she is not she's a doctor yeah but boy she falls for a lot of pretty blatant lies and is not all that upset and the reason when when she's not all that upset when the you know the whole thing is revealed and she finds out because she just drives by the camp. Because it's next to a main road. <laughs> She's just driving to work, basically. And is like, oh, shit. There's a whole bunch of kids here. But I think she doesn't react that badly because Christopher Lloyd fucked her so well. That's the implication I got from the movie. He got the moves. Is it? Yeah. I didn't get that. Yeah, he definitely says something along those lines. He's like he talks about his his uh, his sex talents being a, one of the real things about him, even though he lied about other things. Are you sure you watched the same definitely. movie? Definitely. Yeah, I forget exactly how he words it, but go back and rewatch that scene when she confronts him. He's like, "I was I was a teacher, and 
I am that good in the bedroom. That's me. Huh. I will go back and watch that scene. Because <laughs> that didn't sink in at all. <laughs> yeah, and she seems to be yeah, good his... with that. She's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you did sex me real yeah. good. What's his character's real name? Oh, God knows. He, he gives a lot of fake names. I don't do well with names, generally. I never remember them. Also, to go back to the money situation, okay, so we've already established that 20 other kids had their parents hand them thousands of dollars in cash to pay for a camp they've done no background checks on and have just learned about. Because that's the only way that Mud could have ended up with all of that cash from them. But then he distributes it to all of them, and then they buy a bunch of toys and shit. But then at the end of the movie, he reveals that he's still holding on to all of their money. Yeah. When the cops figure out what's going on, once again, because their plan, they pull off this perfect trick of they, because they have to host a family day at the end of the movie, and it's a bunch of elaborate slapsticky, slapsticky hijinks to fake these four different camps, and it all just falls apart because after it ends, a couple people go back. <laughs> they didn't account for, maybe we need to keep the facade up for like an hour afterwards, just in case. Uh, they are kids. <laughs> yeah, but Christopher Lloyd is leading them through this. And the, the family day they execute within a couple of days, if even less, is remarkable. <laughs> like, it involves so much, like, okay, we have a sign that will transform into a similar sign that will work for a different camp. And you're going to shoot a Nerf ball at it to switch that sign. And we're going to activate this and move this part of the building and shift it around to make a different room. And then we're going to somehow get a bunch of computers to fake a computer camp. They don't establish how that happened. No. Did they use some of that money that he still magically has at the end of the movie to order... $10,000 worth of computer camp equipment? Well, I'm just thinking on that one. Maybe he played them all and played you as well, because when he got his wallet out, maybe that was only like a fraction of the money. And he was just like, okay, fine, you all get your money there. Leave me alone. Oh, maybe. Yeah. It does look like they're all taking maybe two bills each. <laughs> so that would make yeah. sense. I actually, um, I have be... a friend who, that my, my school year went on a trip to Ireland in year eight or year nine. Uh, and we were told to bring fifty pounds spending money, and he spent it on a PlayStation steering wheel in in the service station on the way. So he had no money left for the entire trip. Oh my god! <laughs> what did he What did he do? He just had did to, you all have to lend him yeah, money, and then he, he let you all play with the steering wheel? from the teachers? <laughs> I'm not sure I would have been okay with doing that. <laughs> Was it at least a good deal on the steering wheel? I guess so. Yeah, I don't remember what those things cost. I should stress, he didn't have the PlayStation with him, so he just carried this thing around. I guess, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Did you go to the same service station on the way back? Could he have just bought it then if he still had had some oh, yeah. money? Oh, yeah, he could have done. Oh, oh, if we didn't go to that one, we went to an equivalent one, so... Huh. Yeah, then there's no way kids of this age could pull off Camp Nowhere if that's the kind of decision making that's going on. Uh, on trips. To be fair to this guy, he's a special he's a special case. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Well, you didn't lead with that. Yeah, not in it, not in any like meaningful sense of the word. Just just he would make decisions like this frequently. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he once went back into the house that his parents had sold a month earlier, forgetting that he'd moved. He was okay. He was yep. at the fridge by the time he was confronted on it. In fact, it sounds like he was doing what a lot of these kids in these movies do, because <laughs> that happened in Flight of the Navigator. Oh, it did. Yeah, but I mean, he time traveled, so <laughs> I, well, I wouldn't rule it different. out for this kid either. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get him on the podcast eventually. Does he listen? Definitely not. His friends do, though. God they know it. exactly who he is. Okay. Uh, I'm just consulting my notes. A lot of it we've covered. Lots of questions about how are all of these people organizing this trip to camp, especially pigeonholing themselves into four camps. Also important to note, at the point where all of the other kids reveal that they know, the only camp they know for sure is the fake computer camp. Mm. So then they, presumably they've all said they're going to fake computer camp, but it turns into a fake camp at some point, so that when their parents arrive, uh, I guess they were writing letters to their parents as well, so they could have explained it as they went. Yeah. 
The only thing, I guess, too, is when they reveal that they know, there's a good chance they haven't talked to their parents yet. So there might have been a scene where we just missed all of them sit down. Maybe Christopher Lloyd did then go to every single one of their houses over the next couple days. That's true. I almost feel like we... I guess we don't know that. We need those deleted scenes now. Yes. Is there a novelization of Camp Nowhere, maybe, that fleshed it out? (laughs) And if not, should we write it? Yes. 100%. (laughs) And this is the time to do it. This is not only the time to do it, but this is the time when people would see that and go, you know what, I'm in a spot right now where I will pay $10 for this. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh yeah, did you catch, uh, there are two two of the kids grow up, uh, one of them I'm sure you didn't spot because she's barely in it, but uh, two of them grow up to be actual people of note. Two of the side characters. Oh, well one of them I read about before I even saw the movie and barely saw her in the movie, so that was confusing. Was it Jessica yeah. Alba? <laughs> yeah, so Jessica Alba, uh, she appears in one scene. Uh, apparently the whole thing, according to, because uh, I listened to, to the commentary track, is that her and her boyfriend were going to be making out in every scene, but you really only see them once. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one scene where you can see her, in, there's like a big pool party for, in the 4th of July scene, and you get a pretty clear shot when she's in the water of like, oh, that looks like Jessica Alba. But that's it. I don't think she speaks. Right. Uh, the other one is uh, Smallville star slash sex cult operator, Allison Mack. Oh, now I did recognize that name in the credits, Allison Mack. And I was like, I don't know why. I, and then I wrote it off being like, yeah, Alex Mack, whatever. <laughs> yep. No, uh, we met her at Comic-Con because I don't drop that in as much as I said mm. I would. Uh, before we knew that she was probably going to go to j- jail because she operated a sex cult. Oh, shit. Uh, we did not know about the sex cult at the time. <laughs> uh, she was really nice. Well, that's good. I guess that's how she recruited people for her sex cult. But, uh, yeah, she is one of the girls. She's the one who gets homesick. And Zach is, you know, oh, I'll make some bracelets. I'll make some friendship oh, bracelets yes. with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Allison Mack. Okay. Uh, also, fun fact, apparently, I did not realize this, Andrew Keegan... Uh, the uh, uh, Zach, he also started a, a religious cult later no in life. Way. Yeah, so I don't know if they traded notes on the set of this movie. I'm like, well, maybe when we're a little older, but yeah. Yeah. What what kind of camp do you really want? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Do you think they actually refre- referenced Camp Nowhere in any of these? <laughs> this is our own personal Camp Nowhere. <laughs> And people would say to Allison Mack, like, I don't know if you can lay claim to that movie, really, but Andrew Keegan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he definitely can. He, it was it was his idea as a front. I know it was actually Mud's idea, but he's the one who brought it to the brought it yeah. to the forefront. What'd you just say? Lots of that. <laughs> yeah, they man, and they are executing on this plan within a day. <laughs> I don't even. I think actually less than that because it makes it seem like right after they come up with the idea of renting the camp, they just go over to Christopher Lloyd's house. Yeah. So it's within an hour. I guess that's, you know, that's that age. You feel invincible. So you're like, you know what? This plan will work. That's true. Yeah. Any time to think about it would would just leave room for your parents to make you do something else. Yeah. By the time we concluded it, we could pull it off. Camp would be over and it would be August. (laughs) Uh, Did you catch the little, I'm sure you did, the little mini Back to the Future reunion that happens in this movie? Oh, I, I didn't actually think of it in those terms, which is really bizarre. But yeah. Yeah, it's like I, I, the, I obviously uh, knew them both from it, but then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The dim-witted sheriff is played by uh, Thomas uh, Wilson, I think is his real name. Biff from Back yeah. to the Future. He also, a couple uh, of scenes. He also plays there the a... gym teacher in Freaks and Geeks, so we saw a lot more of him in that show. Ah, uh, and I also realized it would have been weird for me because I probably saw this movie before I saw Back to the Future. So for me, Back to the Future was a mini Camp Nowhere reunion. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else we have here. For some reason, I noted sitting and putting their faces in pies. Yeah. There's one when in a there's a lot of montages in this movie. In one of the here's all the silly things they're doing at camp. There's just two people with pies lined up in front of them, and they're just sticking their faces in them. Yeah, it's it's almost like when you're thinking about how this movie got set up. I don't think they were talking about the plan much because the plan would make sense if they were talking about that. They were probably talking about all of the fun things that these kids could do at a camp where no adults were there. And yet to turn it into montages makes them it makes them just seem unimportant. <laughs> like it doesn't matter what the kids yeah. do, they're there. That's the important thing. Yeah. Yeah, the movie doesn't actually explore the idea of a bunch of kids on their own at a camp 
and what would because again maybe they were too scared to go too far with but that's it? surely why they made the movie in the first place so it just doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah like most of it is like especially in the back half is more devoted to making sure the sheriff doesn't find out about the camp and making sure that the love interest doctor doesn't find out about the camp and and then making sure the parents it's... don't find out about the camp <laughs> Yeah, like the Parents' Day sequence is maybe the closest this movie comes to getting into hijinks yeah. mode. Yeah, there's a Before few, that, there's everyone's a few moments where of... it's like they're just channeling Home Alone. <laughs> like right yeah. down to the celebrations when certain things work. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, this is still, it's 94, so it's I guess a few years removed from Home Alone, but I feel like it's definitely still around that time when every movie needed a sequence where bumbling adults fall through a bunch of traps. Yeah organized by kids uh let's see what else well, i don't think we've do talked we... explicitly here about the ending and how it all wraps up uh not realistically <laughs> the debt collector and morris's dad are the ones who uncover the ruse because they uh they go they go back inside because he's oh van welker dennis van welker that's mm, christopher Lloyd's yes. real name um and they, again, through a series of wacky slapstick, they end up uh, uncovering the the operation with all of the kids well, there. Well, they realize they're both tracking the same car for different reasons. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and so the cops show up, and nothing, like, Christopher Lloyd is free about a half hour later. When he would definitely be going to jail. I guess, uh, do they establish, is there a throwaway line where they say, oh, none of the parents are pressing charges or I don't anything think like it, that? I don't think anyone says it. No, I think there is a brief reference to him going to jail. I think, But I think he makes it himself before it all it all happens. He talks about how yeah, he's going to be in a, in a concrete room with iron bars or something along those lines. Yeah, and a f- something inmate named Duke. He makes a casual yes, prison rape right. reference. Yeah. There's a lot of that's the uh, that's I guess the adult stuff is Christopher Lloyd makes a lot of references to doing drugs and having orgies mm. and back in his day, uh, which is what all the kids want to think about is Christopher Lloyd having sex. Yeah, that's what all of the adults want to think about too. Do we know why he stopped teaching? Because I'm still not clear on that. Even though there was a conversation, he was fired. But why was he fired? Uh, the only reference they really make is he tried to do Silence of the Lambs as a musical, but it's kind of just established that he was a he was a character, and the school didn't want any part of, of right. that. Yeah. That's kind of all they all they mentioned. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, he I guess he steps up to confront the parents and is going to take responsibility for the whole thing himself for reasons unknown. Christopher yeah. Lloyd? Yeah, oh yeah, he's taking responsibility at the end, and then Morris stands up and says, no, I did it. And then everybody makes out and credits. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Everybody does. Make In fact, out. at the end, a couple of the kids are still at the camp. <laughs> the parents didn't even take them home. <laughs> the parents still don't know they're there. I guess these were the ones who didn't. At write the end, home one of them's still playing guitar and they're dancing. <laughs> yeah, that guitar kid is actually somebody as well, although not here. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, he's apparently that. a reasonably well-known musician in Australia. Huh. Hmm. Uh, let's His see. name rung a bell, but then I think I've just realized why. I think it sounded like the the Heroes Brothers. I think his real name is Nathan Cavallari. Oh, wait, what's their name on Heroes? It is very similar. Yeah, I think it is. I can't remember exactly what it is. Um, oh, yeah, I have a note that the uh, scene where Christopher Lloyd goes through a car wash would probably resulted in his oh, death. Oh, definitely, yeah. He came out of that with no harm at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he... Oh, God. Oh, it's the, after the liquor the when he gets caught trying to buy beer. A cop... The cop... Biff cop follows them and he goes through a car wash to distract him? Yes. <laughs> and he ends up getting his pant leg caught in the cop's door so he has to go through the car wash with him and presents it... Again, one of those... They're super lucky they got a dumb guy as the local sheriff. Because he's just like, okay, cool, I guess we're doing this. This is a normal thing. And Christopher Lowe goes through a car wash. Comes out just quite soapy. Yeah, comes out a little tattered and a little upset. But not, you know, a carcass on the, on the hood of a cop car. Which is what actually would have happened. 
Uh, I also noted uh, that the fat camp costumes wouldn't have fooled anybody because it's pillows under shirts. Yeah. But there is no way any of the parents would have fallen for that. But what was what was the point of that? I don't understand that because weren't those kids their kids? Did they go to camp, fat camp to get fat? I'm really confused. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. <laughs> yeah, they should have just not done the pillows because then the fat camp worked. Yeah, yeah oh my god. <laughs> it's such a terrible plan. <laughs> the parents are just going to demand their money back because the camp was super ineffective. They're going to want to see who's in charge. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. This whole movie is predicated on so much nonsense. Yeah, just idiocy. The kids are like, what does a fat camp look like? Oh, well, we've got to be fat. <laughs> yeah, that's a conversation to have with your parents. <laughs> I guess they did, again, throw that plan together awful quick, and I didn't, I've never realized the flaw in that plan, and I'm an adult <laughs> man, so... I might have been right there going like, yeah, 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 grab those pillows. I've got to say, I didn't, I didn't realize it either until you just mentioned the pillows, and then I was like, hang on... <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Everyone else, at least, is trying to show. Because it's the end of the camp, and he's still leading workout routines with fat Mm -hmm. people. Everyone else is putting on their final Broadway production, or a final computer test. The military camp, they're just running a a drill, There's flaws in all of these things, because... Well, I mean, with the with the military camp, there's no there's nobody else really around. There's, I guess there's some kids shooting at him, but his dad can't seem to see anybody that's attacking him. He's just stuck in a hole. So that's kind of weird. Um, I did that. That scene does have one of my favorite lines in the movie, though. Where after they get him in the hole, he says, "He's in the hole. I'll check on him again in a few hours." <laughs> like that's just the plan: is he'll be in this hole and we're good. <laughs> and then there's the scene with the uh, with the the acting girl who's who's singing the closing line from Annie, and she's singing off key. There's no way she would have been Annie. She should be in the background. She should be part of the chorus line. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's one of the most important groups of parents to fool, so they want to make it seem like she's doing well, or else they might raise a stink. Yes, also, it's like, who should we choose to be Annie? How about the one child that looks like an adult already? Yep. (laughs) Also, the audience members watching the play are all dolls. So again, predicated on all the parents not questioning anything. Because they have to lie about when the start time is so that when they show up, they don't have to do a full play. They can justify just doing the end. Like, oh no, you should have been here hours ago. And you you can only look at it from the side, but don't look at the audience. (laughs) Yeah, as if one parent wouldn't go, fuck that, I'm getting a closer look. (laughs) These are dolls. These are all dolls in the audience. What is going on? I demand to see who's in charge. And when you say these are all dolls in the audience, I think there was maybe two rows, if that, of dolls. Also true. There's one real person in charge of uh, playing a stereo sound effect of cheers, which wouldn't have worked because all of the cheers would have clearly been coming from ghetto blaster speakers in one center area of the pla- of the venue. I, I'm 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 now hoping for a renewed scene where they're just using audio from an episode of Cheers. We'll put it in the novelization. Excellent. We'll correct it. They're playing it through a speaker system. We're going to right the wrongs of the Camp Nowhere screenplay. <laughs> I think the director's on Facebook. I'm sure I can get his blessing. Nice. Did the director go on to do anything good? <laughs> um, That's actually an interesting question. Let's see. But, I mean, that's, those are pretty much my thoughts. Yeah, I think, I, I think I've Nowhere. shared every, everything that occurred to me. <laughs> I mean, as a, it... As a kid, it was appealing because it does tap into that idea of, oh, man, this would be cool. Yeah. Like, we just sit around at our own camp, watch TV, play video games, and eat junk food. Ah. We definitely had, like, like okay, we well, definitely created a lot of uh, clubs when I was a kid, which were just, like, you, you would have a membership card, you would have a hangout, you would do things. But it was never, like, a full camp. But that was always exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. That doesn't have that same appeal now. As an adult, last night I stayed up until midnight playing Doom mm. and casually snacking on popcorn. It's like okay, the fantasy aspect of this movie is no longer applicable. Yeah, yeah we played some um, uh, we played some Mario Party and some Mario Kart last night. So I was getting infuriated by Mario Party as usual. That game's dumb. Oh my god. Is it because you were winning and then someone stole all your stars in the last round and it's, 
at the, in the, an hour and a half in, you lose. It, it actually wasn't that. It's the awards at the end that I can't deal with. I will take the position that I end the real game in, but when they give out stars for getting the worst dice rolls, it's like, fuck off. That's not, that's not a thing. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff is not great. <laughs> I'm still... Uh, so let's see. The director, after Camp Nowhere, did a TV movie called The Great Mom Swap. Sounds sexy. <laughs> um... A couple more episodes of TV shows I've never heard of. An episode of Party of Five. And that was pretty much it. So, nope. Okay. Not really. Camp Nowhere was the only movie he ever directed. Hmm. Well, is... so, so your fondness for the movie has gone down then. Slightly. I still enjoyed watching yeah. it. I think it's... It kind of has the... Some of the same qualities my wife and I were saying about Rookie of the Year. That there is some slapsticky stuff but it doesn't lean too heavy into that side of it like it's trying to tell a story there are characters as you said there's not really any conflict no. there's one scene where it's raining and the kids make a casual reference to "Ugh, let's just go home mm-hmm. and that's like the biggest conflict in the movie it's but. true i i think i can see what you liked about it as a kid and actually i i have more fondness for this movie having spoken to you about it for 40 minutes than i did after I'd watched it. So <laughs> so in terms of the family films I have made you watch, I would this rank near the top? Like, it seems like you, it's above what the other one? Little Giants and Space it's, Jam. It's definitely better than Little Giants and Space Jam, yeah. What about Three Ninjas? Do you remember that? I, I would watch that again before I watched this. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That would probably be my ranking as yeah. well. Um, except, I, well, I mean, I didn't make you watch Rookie of the Year, but I think that's... That one has seemingly has held up the best out of a lot of these kids sports themed. I guess Camp Nowhere's not sports. I'll probably give that these one kids a go. Movies I have from a the early to mid nineties. Actually, have seen Rookie of the Year and just forgotten. It's on Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah, I need to be getting my money's uh, worth out of that thing until the Mandalorian comes back in a few months. In a few months, how optimistic is it? Said October. Yeah, they haven't started filming it yet. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Disney Plus is going to have to start really looking around for what's left in that vault. Because <laughs> I don't think they're going to have a lot of new original content to add. All they, all they need Netflix to do is can... just like create an adult partition, bring over some of the Fox stuff, and I'll be happy. If I can get the entirety of the League on there again, I'll be very happy. That is never going to happen. <laughs> they're going to want that all on a separate platform. I keep I apparently crave, but I don't know. I haven't seen much of it on there. Wait, Crave? Really? Hmm. Yeah, I think so. It used to be on Crave a long time ago. Actually, it used to be on that other one. What was that one called? What was that word? Show uh, Me? Is that it? Oh, yeah. I forgot about Show yeah. Me. Uh, I'm just trying to pull up uh, emails to see if, there, if any more came oh, in. Yeah. So, in the meantime, what is something that you're currently enjoying? Um, I guess I've got to talk about the thing that's been taking up most of my time. Not work. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm finally finally back on that after probably a year and a bit not playing it. Um, I don't know that I love it as much as I loved Grand Theft Auto V, but I am loving the nonsense side games. I've played so much dominoes and poker on this game, it's untrue. <laughs> oh, see, that's the stuff I never touched. No way! I don't know how to play poker. So. Well, this is your perfect low-stakes opportunity to learn. It's not real money that you're gambling, and they only let you buy in for a dollar. So, <laughs> yeah, I think I did a couple rounds to get it through a mission. Yeah, there's an early, there's a it. fairly early mission in chapter two where you have to play for a couple of rounds. And even then, I was just kind of hitting buttons, like fine, call it, all in. Oh, I lost. <laughs> anyway, the mission gets to keep going. Dominoes, I thought I knew how to play, and I was getting trashed, so I'm starting to learn Domino's strategy now. It's actually quite fun. How did you play that game? Did you just go through the story and that was that? I did the story and a lot of the main side missions. Um, I, I think I ended up with like high 70s percentage before I was ready to move on. Okay. I'm a, I think um, I'm I th- at 31%, I... and I've barely started Chapter 3. Okay, yeah, I did all the main missions. Anytime there was like a, a an icon on the map to go talk to someone, I would do that mission. But I didn't get into like the fossils or any of that stuff. 
or like collecting is there cards Cigar- like cigarette cards. cards the cigarette cards seem like the equivalent of the pieces of that letter in gta 5 it's like i'm never gonna find them all yeah i didn't do that so at one point i pulled up a walkthrough to start getting the fossils and i was like i just don't feel like spending my time doing this yeah. at that point i think i was ready to move on yeah that's fair i'm not very good at the actual game itself um, there's always like kill counts. You have to get so many headshots or so many kills in that weird like slow down mode. Dead eye. Mm, um, I'm yeah. not very good at that at all. I, I bumble my way through the missions. I don't remember if I was particularly good at it. I mean, I finished it, so I must have been okay. Yeah. But... Oh, I think you can finish it as long as you just you let your partner do the bulk of the work. Because <laughs> there's mm. always somebody else there shooting with you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> So, any uh, emails? Uh, there is... I mean, I'll do my thing. I'm okay, fair enough. And I have a, you said that was in the I meantime, of, I guess. <laughs> I have a couple of things. Okay. Um, I guess for me... So, I went from zero video games to... I'm up to... I'm at various stages in at least six right now. Huh. <laughs> um, the main... The new ones is last week was the big uh, Doom Eternal Animal Crossing launch. So we kind of have a system right now. We ordered both. Uh, my wife uh, will play some Animal Crossing, and I will play some Doom. So we have a nice system going right yeah, now. Yeah, is playing Animal there. Crossing. I don't know if I told you that. She's obsessed. Oh, no. I was actually going to ask. <laughs> because we were talking about that the other night where I was, uh, my wife, because you can visit people's islands. And she asked, do you know anybody <laughs> who has this yet? And I said, no, not really. The only people I know with a Switch... Uh, one of them doesn't want it, and I don't know if Rob would get it. I was like, I should check. Mm. Yeah, she got, it like, on, maybe... she got it on release day. So. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, I haven't tapped into it too much. My wife gets upset because I'm way behind. Like, I... I, I, I mean, do you know much about the how it progresses? A, or... a little bit. I don't really understand it, and it doesn't seem like it's for me. <laughs> Probably not. Um, yeah, I'm way behind in... Because you start with a tent, and then you can build up to a house. And she had a house, like, night one, whereas it took me, like, three days. <laughs> so she kept bugging me, like, you gotta get a house. Like, I'm trying to give you stuff to put in your house, and I can't. It's like, yeah, 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 I'll do it, I'll do it. <laughs> right after I chainsaw this demon in half, I'll jump in and I'll do some fishing. Doom is one of my main uh, motion sickness games, so I can't play it. Oh, yeah, this would destroy <laughs> you. It moves so goddamn yeah. fast. It is remarkable, actually, how fast that game runs uh, on the Xbox. Um, okay, so we have one email and a Facebook message. Oh. Uh, the first one is from Jordan. Nice. Who you all know from the Die Hard episodes and probably some other stuff. The Notebook. Stuff. <laughs> the Notebook. Uh, just a thought. We need to continue the cute baby noises in the background of all podcasts. Also, did you drop your kid at the 25-minute mark? <laughs> I can confirm we did not. I don't know what that would have been. I think something did fall. Like I knocked a remote down or something. <laughs> but I feel like if we dropped the the uh, the infant, you we wouldn't have probably been able to continue the episode unfazed. Yeah, I also think that would be edited out if that had happened. <laughs> I would no. I don't know. I was in kind of a hurry to get that episode <laughs> up. Not as much as I will be to get no, this exactly. one up. But... <laughs> Uh, yes, I can confirm we did not drop the child. I actually just went into the podcast app to see about, like, maybe I'll just fast forward to the 25 minute mark. We can listen to an old episode in the new episode, (laughs) but nah. Uh, also, in 1993, the Cubs hadn't won a World Series in 85 years. Yeah. Because we reference how badly they're treated in that movie. (laughs) So, apparently, that's why. Because they really were just that bad. Um, and let me just fire up the Facebook message. Um, I don't know if she wants me to say her name. She's going to be on an episode pretty soon. I won't just in case, but I will call her for now. I will call her M. Uh, I listened to your Top Gun podcast the other day and thought I'd tell you my mildly amusing Top Gun story. We had a VHS of Hot Shots that was taped off the TV, I think. Anyway, I saw that before I actually saw Top Gun, and for a long time I got them confused, and when Top Gun was on, I wasn't sure if it would have that weird hotshot scene where they eat the olives and the food. <laughs> and I kind of relate to that, because I also saw Hot Shots first. Nice. Yeah, I own, I own is, both of those movies. 
Both the Hot Shots? No, no, the Hot Shots and Top Gun. Um, ah. Yeah, which is rare for me. Been... I don't own that. Well, I guess I've got a decent-sized collection. I just haven't looked at my collection for a long time. It must have been weird for me when I went back to Hot Shots after seeing Top Gun, because so many jokes must have made so much more yeah, it's sense. Yeah, true. <laughs> what? Did, I think I've told my Top Gun anecdote on here before, but I'll tell it briefly again. Uh, do you remember this one? When I was... I think I was in Hiroshima or somewhere somewhere in, in Japan. I don't think uh, so. Maybe I wasn't there, but I was somewhere 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 in that region. And I was in line for a restaurant, and some Japanese guys were, were looking at me and laughing to themselves. And then one of them just turned around and pointed at me and went, Top a gun! <laughs> and then his French <laughs> friend was like, Tom Cruise! <laughs> okay, I think you did tell that, but it's still incredible. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think that's our Camp Nowhere episode. I think so. That yeah, turned out I, way I, longer than I expected. I enjoyed that. that was, the uh, last... Yeah, that was fun to talk about. Much more fun to talk yeah. about than it was to watch. <laughs> yeah, we're like almost halfway the length of the movie at this yeah. point. Uh, so if anyone wants to check it out, it's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, and of course, you can always still email us at likethispodcast at gmail.com with your thoughts on the movie uh, later on, after you've already partaken. Um you can still follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and join us on Skype. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if this assuming this works, we're about to find out what's going to happen. Hard to, uh, hard thank to believe you that to... it was 16 days when we recorded an episode in person together. And I made us all sit together in a line. <laughs> <laughs> you all tried to sit further away and I was like, no, 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 no. I could go to jail for that now, I think. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, we'll see you all, or you can hear us all next week with another happy topic. There's a lot of potentials floating around. I honestly have no idea what's going to be next. Uh, thank you to Rob for joining me. It's going to be harder to find excuses not to join me at this point, so, uh, yeah. I'm always here. Thank you for organizing this. No problem. I don't know how to end these anymore, so I'm just going to hit stop. Good call.